0: I admit, as a mackerel snapper, people, when I say mackerel snapper, people have no idea what I'm talking about. It means I'm a Catholic, you know, Fridays, fish, yeah, mackerel snapper. As a cradle Catholic, I didn't even think it was possible. I'm 53 years old as we speak. I thought I would go to my deathbed with that abomination, that legal justification for genocide still on the books here in the United States. Of course, I mean Roe v. Wade, responsible for the deaths of nigh on a million babies every single year. And then, and then something interesting happened. Somebody who'd never run for public office won the first time he ran for the presidency. Then, thanks to the good Lord, he was able to nominate. And also get three Supreme Court associate justices confirmed. And then, beautifully, on the 50th anniversary of that abomination that was that fake law, it was struck down. And the estimate is that already tens of thousands of babies has been saved because of this man, the first president so far, the only president to date to have addressed the march for life.
1: All of us here today understand an eternal truth. Every child is a precious and sacred gift from God. Together we must protect, cherish and defend the dignity and the sanctity of every human life. When we see the image of a baby in the womb, we glimpse the majesty of God's creation
0: when we see the infant in the womb we glimpse the majesty of god's creation who talks like that anymore outside of a church away from a pulpit politicians don't presidents don't not even ronald reagan it pains me to say this Addressed the march for life how did this happen have we won what more is there to do Let's ask a man who has been in the trenches for decades, who made results like the striking down of Roe v. Wade possible. He's the founder, the president of the Center for for Family and Human Rights. He's a great American. Austin Roos, welcome to America First One on One. I am delighted to be with you, my friend. All right. So we have so much to discuss, especially with regards to those who think, "Okay, we've won now. We can relax. The babies are safe. Not so. Not so. We'll get to that momentarily. But would you tell us about how you got involved in this fight, your background, uh, the creation of CFAM? How on earth did a pro-life organization manage to get any kind of recognition inside the United Nations? So tell us about who is Austin Roos? I'm a sinner. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that that's uh, that goes for all of us. I was
2: uh, I was in uh, I was in well, golly, uh, I went to journalism school at the University of Missouri, and when I graduated, uh, I had an offer to go to work for to Hold on to Your Hat, Teddy Kennedy. Wow! Uh, and so I loaded up my car upon graduation at the University of Missouri, and I drove to Washington D.C. And uh, and interviewed with a man named Ralph Murphine, who worked for an old-time pal uh, named uh, Matt Reese, who ran West Virginia for John Kennedy uh, back in the day. And they offered me a job to uh, to, to work for his political operation. And for some reason, I, I just I had a change of heart there at the at the last minute, and I went into the magazine publishing business. And I, I was in New York. For uh, 20 years, working for Fortune, Forbes, The Atlantic Monthly, Rolling Stone, and then I had uh, two conversions. I had a conversion to the Catholic Church, and I had a conversion to political conservatism, because of uh, uh, foreign policy. You know, it, it So was what, hang old, on, let, 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 let
0: me stop you there. Were you a, yeah. a, a, were you a godless liberal at this point?
2: You know, there there was a movement in the Democratic Party to bring the party back to uh, a more conservative. It was the Coalition for a Democratic Majority, um, which was a movement in the the Democratic Party to to bring it back from uh, the McGovernites. Uh, So I I was really that. Um, You you could call me a a conservative Democrat back in those days. Uh, I mean, I was a libertine, you know, let's face it, you know, uh, college and after college. But in in terms of uh, the issues, I, I was probably right of center and certainly, uh, you know, uh, an extremist uh, according to uh, today's d- Democratic Party. But you know, I was convinced of the fight um, uh, that the Republicans were were fighting. The Democrats seemed to be giving up because of a book by Daniel Patrick Moynihan at the UN called "The World Is a Dangerous Place," and that book convinced me. Um, that that I needed to be a full-on conservative. So so
0: let's stop there for for maybe the younger listeners. So you're talking to millions of people across the country. Explain Moynihan's significance and what he was arguing for and how this external international issue gave you that Damascene moment, Austin.
2: Well, you know, uh, uh, Moynihan, of course, was a, was a longtime figure in uh, various administrations, and including quite famously as, as an assistant secretary in the Department of Labor, or was it Education, uh, for uh, for Richard Nixon. Um, And then later on, he was appointed uh, U.S. ambassador to the U.N. Economic and Social Council, where he saw up close the the intense anti-Americanism of the Soviet bloc. And he wrote a book about his experiences there called The World is a Dangerous Place. And uh, reading this, it convinced me that there was only one party that was willing to stand up uh, on what was then, you know, the, the twilight struggle, it was called. Uh, against the Soviet Union. And, and that's another thing you and I have talked about is, is you know whoever thought that Roe would be overturned, whoever thought that the Soviet Union would end. And golly, I remember sitting at a saloon in New York City the night that the wall started coming down and I said to a buddy of mine, I said, let's get on a plane and go over there. Wow. So it, it was foreign policy that moved me to the right and, uh, and I was in magazine publishing for many years for uh, selling advertising for these big magazines. And uh, so I had this political conversion, I converted to Catholic church. And so I up and I quit the magazine publishing business and uh, started volunteering during my time for a Catholic priest in New York named John Pericone, and uh, kind of waited for the main chance. And it came one day over lunch after mass, uh, this young lady was there from Canada She said that uh, she worked for Human Life International Canada. They had raised a bunch of money to open up a uh, pro-life lobbying group at the U.N. And so this was this was like Daniel Patrick Moynihan, my faith and the issue that I cared most about presented to me on a silver platter across breakfast one day after the Tridentine Mass. And uh, I said, you know, that's that's the job for me. And two weeks later, it was. And I've been doing it since the summer of 1997 and nothing else.
0: And why Catholicism? Was it the the people you met? Was it happenstance? Was it something you'd been ruminating over?
2: You know, I I remember that moment, too. It was in a political science class at the University of Missouri, where this snot-nosed TA said something denigrating about uh, religion. And uh, it occurred to me at that moment, you snot-nosed TA, how dare you denigrate the thing that has occupied the the, the greatest minds of all time. It it was a remarkable moment. I was a fallen away Methodist and a Libertine, but but I was offended by what he said that day. And I did not know it at that moment, but I probably became a Catholic at that moment. And I say that because once you get serious about facing God and all of these eternal truths, I think, inevitably, you're a Catholic. Um, And it took me years of reading in the faith to actually knock on a rectory door. uh, Among the people that helped me were Bill Buckley. I wrote him a letter out of the blue, and he responded and sent me books. And it was through him that I met Father Rutler, uh, who I had my first uh, This was many, it took years uh, for me to uh, to find my way into the church. And I spent all of that time reading. And so I kind of read my way into the church.
1: Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now,
2: 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
0: And, and why a pro-life body to work inside the U.N.? That's like, you know, somebody saying, let's create an Alcoholics Anonymous chapter in the frat house. What made you think this is a good idea?
2: Well, you know, that was back in the days, not too long, uh, I mean, just a couple of years after um, the Cairo conference on population and development that uh, John Paul II uh, made such a big deal about. He, He gave a series of Wednesday audiences calling people of faith to drop what they were doing and raise money and come to Cairo and help the Holy See negotiate this document. I was not among them. Uh, but that that was what was in the air at that time. A year after that in 1995 was the Beijing Women's Conference and the same thing, hundreds of regular pro-lifers dropped what they were doing and went to Beijing to stop a global right to abortion. So it, it was in that milieu that this, this appeared to me um, because the Holy See had said that there needed to be a full-time office of Catholic laymen in New York, doing this work every day because the negotiations go on every day <clears throat> and so that's why uh Human life International raised uh, all that money and then came to New York looking for people to staff it and uh, yeah it was it was perfect it was oh.
0: And, Providential. The, and the rest is history the website is c-fam.org the Center for Family and Human Rights we're talking to the author of Under Siege, Austin Roos uh, no find a time to be a faithful Catholic, I'm Sebastian Gawker, this is America First, if you enjoy the deep dive the long form interviews with real experts and newsmakers like Austin make sure you are subscribed, whichever platform you prefer for your podcast, plug in my name is Sebastian Gawker, America First, leave us a five star review, share the links with your friends and if you want that great pro-life president back in the White House. Tell the world who you are. Our latest t-shirt is Donald Trump did nothing wrong. The one before that, with his visage, has is, is a very simple message, 2024 Retribution. Get yours so much more, all America first, made in America, at sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A store.com, sebgorkastore.com. And you can support the president directly at donaldjtrump.com. That's donaldjtrump.com. Greetings, this is Dr. Sebastian Gorka from the Midas Gold Group War Room. The MAGA veterans at Midas point out that the Federal Reserve note does not belong to you. It belongs to the Federal Reserve Bank, while the federal debt doesn't belong to the Federal Reserve Bank. It belongs to you. This is your wake-up call to what the Midas Gold Group veterans believe the central bank and government are trying to do. A controlled demolition of our current system with a central bank digital currency to take complete and utter control of our transactional freedoms. A literal digital concentration camp replete with social sanctions. Protect yourself. Turn this wake-up call into a phone call and look into the opportunities that gold can provide you as a way to diversify your investments. Call veteran-owned Midas Gold Group today, 855-322-GOLD, or go to MidasGoldGroup.com. That's 855-322-GOLD, or just go to MidasGoldGroup.com. Always faithful. Midas Gold Group. MAGA and proud of it. I'm so excited, especially after we invited Mike Gallagher to join our trip. It's exploded. We're up like 200 cabins booked for our July 4th Patriots Alaska cruise. Won't you join us? Especially if you missed our listener trip to the Holy Land. We took 350 of our dearest listeners to Israel over a year ago. If you missed that trip, don't miss this one. It's closer to home. We're going to revel in the beauty of God's creation in probably the most beautiful state of the Union. I've never been to Alaska. I've never even been on a cruise. I can't wait. Katie, myself, Mike Gallagher, Jennifer Horn, Chris DeGal join us for the trip of a lifetime with fellow patriots who love America as we plot together what it will take for us to wrest back the republic from those who are trying to destroy it. Three hours of radio a week with me. A day? That's 15 hours a week. That's not enough. Join us June 29th to July 6th. Go to sebgorka.com and click on the Patriots Alaska Cruise banner. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com, and the Patriots Alaska Cruise banner. All right, so you have this uh, conversion experience, this political experience. You think, oh, yeah, this will be easy. I'll fight for the unborn inside the United Nations. Tell us uh, how the years have treated you since then, Austin Ruse, and uh, what CFAM, the Center for Family and Human Rights, has been doing inside that benighted entity on the Hudson.
2: Well, The heart of our work is assisting UN delegations in negotiating documents. You know uh, there are negotiations that go on pretty much every working day at UN headquarters in New York and also Geneva, um, and so our central work is uh, gathering uh, UN delegations together um, and uh, convincing them to take out bad language and put in good language, and that's the heart of our work, and it has been from from the very beginning. Um, uh, you know we fight phony, you know, uh, 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 euphemistic words like reproductive rights and reproductive health, and Comprehensive sexual sexuality education, sexual orientation, and gender identity, um, and and we have uh, actually been quite successful. Um, I mean, we we don't work on the ground around the world. We work on documents in New York. That's all we do, um, and there is no global right to abortion in UN documents. Uh, sexual orientation has never been accepted as a new category of non-discrimination in UN documents. Um, so. For the most part, we have won the debate, and this is why for years they've tried to kick us out, keep us out, um, you know, uh, uh, (laughs) through all sorts of nefarious ways. But we have official recognition from the—we're in special consultative status with the UN Economic and Social Council. There's uh, roughly 20 other uh, pro-life organizations who have that status. Um, we're the only one up there doing it full-time. Uh, Alliance Defending Freedom has a small office up there, uh, but that's it. Um, it kind of has lost its sexiness that it had back in uh, the Cairo and Beijing days, but we have kept at it, and I have an amazing staff. I've got a guy up there, Stefano Gennarini, Notre Dame Law School grad, who has been up there doing this for me for 12 years. Uh, our research director, Rebecca Oas, um, uh, has been with us for 12 years. She was a bench scientist at uh, Emory University. Uh, my executive vice president, Lisa correnti has been with us for about 13 years. Um, and we have an amazing institutional memory that UN delegations don't have. Because UN delegates come for right. three or right. four years and they don't know anything. And so we teach them, we help them, and we help them negotiate. That's what we do.
0: Don't forget your muse, who is very good friends with my muse, Kathy Roos, who has uh, helped us as a very, very capable attorney. Thank you, Kathy. And uh, my wife, Katie, values your friendship uh, so very dearly. I've got to ask you this question because for fun, you know, I, I saw the president uh, back in December. And we're talking about, you know, what happens if God willing, we win and whether I'd be uh, willing to work in the administration again. And, and one of the things I've said openly, I won't talk about those discussions with the president, but one thing I've said on the radio, you know, one of the jobs I would accept in the second Trump administration, just for the laughs, would be to be ambassador for the United Nations. So when I stepped into the building on the first day, it would just burst into flames. Um, having worked with this entity. How do you keep your soul uh, clean? Do you not wish to, you know, scrub yourself down with a wire brush and detergent and, you know, acid after you you work with with this entity?
2: You know, um, I I will just say this. Um, When you walk onto the property there, my friend Jean Head, who was a lobbyist for many years with National Right to Life, now retired, um, and she covered Hundreds of negotiations. She, she said that she f- would feel a palpable sense of evil yeah. whenever she walked uh, into the building. You know, prior to uh, the five year review of the Beijing Women's Conference, we actually brought into the balcony of the negotiating uh, auditorium um, uh, Father Kazimir Kowalski, who has since passed. was one of the uh, exorcists of the Archdiocese of New York. He read The Prayers of Exorcism and the Blessing of a Building of Communication. Um, So, you know, it's it's very much like Michael O'Brien's book, uh, Father Elijah. Father Elijah evokes what it's really like at the United Nations. It does seem like a completely different world. Having said that, I will also say we have lots of friends there who really need us and love that we are there. Um, you mean you know, in, the ladies, in
1: individual
0: delegations or actually inside the right. UN?
2: Well, I mean, even inside the UN, I mean, I, when, I, when my office was up there, I mean, I, I was visited by a young lady who came in. Uh, she was in the, in the bureaucracy and she came in crying because she felt that she could not uh, openly express her, her Catholic uh, faith. Um, so uh, so there are lots of good people, even squirreled away in, in the bureaucracy, but I'm talking primarily about the delegations. And so we work you know, very closely with a number of delegations. We're having a dinner next week um, uh, f- with a bunch of delegates to talk about the zero draft of uh, what's known as the Commission on the Status of Women, uh, which is uh, a two-week radical feminist fest that kicks off in March. Right now, there's a negotiation going on for the commission. I, this is the commission season. It starts in January, goes all the way through spring. Um, to, and this the, the next two weeks is the Commission on Social Development, then the Commission on Status of Women, so on and so forth. And they all produce documents, and they try to put bad language in these documents, which are then later accepted by uh, the General Assembly or or not. And uh, their theory is the repetitious use of certain Phrases in non-binding UN resolutions will establish uh, international law. Um, they have failed at that. I mean, they say that there's an international right to abortion, but when they say that, they lie because there is no such thing. And and you know what? We did this. You know, CFAM and other unknown pro-life groups have done this. Um, it's, it's one of the great unknown fights of all time, and also one of the most important, because they use these documents to force governments to change their laws. And, uh, and we've whooped them for 27 years.
0: And it's important it, because you can't win a fight if you're not physically on the battlefield. That, I think, is the logic behind this gentleman and his organization, c-fam.org, the Center for Family and Human Rights. He's the author most recently of Under Siege, No Finer Time to Be a Faithful Catholic. If you enjoy our show, if you want to be kept up, there's so much, and this week has been insane. The breaking news from the vote about Mallorcas to Rona Romney McDaniel being Fired on and on and on. If you don't want to miss a beat, make sure you are following us on all social media. Just look for my name, Seb Gawker, or Sebastian Gawker, on all the usual sites, Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Get It, Telegram, you name it. You can also watch our show on your, your Roku, your Fire Stick or your Samsung Plus device or just download the Salem News Channel app. And if you want to see my picks with some inside information, ...on who should be in the next Trump administration. Check out my latest at my Substack, SebastianGawker.Substack.com. That's my whole name. is one word, SebastianGorka.substack.com. Did you know that 84% of New Year's resolutions fail in the first six weeks? That's got me thinking about PhD weight loss and nutrition and why it was a success for me. Why I haven't gained one pound of my 42-pound weight loss back... Why, Jeff, my producer, decided to start the program. Most people blame their failure on a lack of time, motivation, and a loss of zeal. PhD makes it simple. It doesn't take a lot of extra time. They are masters of motivation. You have a team of coaches by your side the whole time, and you don't lose your zeal because every week you make great strides, so you stay excited. Do something different this year and call PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition, 864 1900 to get started or online at myphdweightloss.com. Don't do this alone. The number 864-644-1900 myphdweightloss.com. If you enjoy what we provide for you here on America First, this isn't NPR. We don't get half a billion dollars of your taxpayer money every year. This is a for-market, free market enterprise. If you want to support us, support those who make it possible. Great patriots, friends of President Trump like Mike Lindell. You heard what Fox did to him recently? Utter insanity. Talk about killing the, the goose that lays the golden egg. They've banned him. Their biggest advertiser. Why? Well, because I guess Paul Ryan, who's on the board, hates him because he's too MAGA. Let's have Mike's back. He has sold more than 81 million of the pillow that never gets hot, never loses shape. It is that good. Yes, I rest my head on one every night. But he's got more than 200 items on his website made by Americans in America for you. Don't buy that Chinese garbage on Amazon. Go right now to to MyPillow.com. Use my name for up to 66% off. And because of that insane decision by Fox, what's Mike doing for our listeners? you will get free shipping. No matter how much you buy or how big it is, if you buy one of his mattresses, it'll ship for free. Call right now. Talk to a real human being. 800-829-8468-MyPillow.com. That's 800-829-8468-MyPillow.com. Promo code G-O-R-K-A. Okay, so I have lots of questions to ask you. But... I'm going to ask the the big one right now Austin. What you're doing every single day. What President Trump did with his Supreme Court appointments. What the marchers were doing last week and every year for the March for Life. This isn't just some cultural thing that comes out of feminism or the hippies. The abortion industry is a diabolical genocidal enemy this isn't just something that women don't think about or some alternative to contraception we are fighting the dark one aren't we Austin uh,
2: yes the, the 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 sexual left is in love with death um, and th- there's no greater proof uh, of that than than their maniacal um, efforts to ensure that women may kill their babies. You know, uh, as you know, the Supreme Court is hearing a case uh, soon about the abortion drug. Uh, you know, in, uh, half of the abortions in the United States uh, are are now performed. Uh, with uh poison drugs that that make uh the, the the mother's womb inhospitable to the unborn child and basically starves the child um so the, the finally there's a there's a there's a court case that is that is going to be going after that not, not the abortion drug itself but various ways that it has been loosened up over the years um so yeah you know it's it's like they they never met an abortion that they didn't like
0: yeah yeah but but it, it... Is enough of this conflict understood as a spiritual battle and not a political one? Because I, I see, you know, every two years I see the GOP rhino say, oh, don't, don't talk about abortion. Uh, it's, it's too political and, and we'll lose the race. And I'm thinking, hang on a second. I mean, either it's, it's the work of the devil or it isn't. And shouldn't, be, shouldn't it be understood as a spiritual warfare?
2: Well, you know that is one thing about the uh, about the pro 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 life movement is that it is made up almost exclusively of people who pray. Um, you know, there is uh, there's a group that participates in the coalition called the secular pro life movement. Fine, well and good, but overwhelmingly it is it is among people who uh, who go to church. Uh, whether it's you know evangelical fundamentalist, Pentecostal, Catholic you ha- what have you uh, they're, they're all people who pray. you know in our own work, uh, like I said we, we read the prayers of exorcism uh, before a U.N. negotiation. Uh, there are people that uh, women that come to the United Nations during negotiations that only pray and they pray for the confusion of uh, our opponents um, and and uh, the, the bravery of our friends. Um, so, yeah, this is a spiritual battle. Um, uh, Satan loves the idea um, of, of uh, killing unborn babies. Uh, he, he always has. And so, yeah, this is absolutely a, uh, a battle against powers and principalities. Everybody in the pro-life movement, almost everybody in the pro-life movement understands this thoroughly.
0: Yeah. We're talking to Austin Ruzin, I think, in the next segment. Since we're more than halfway through, I better ask him about his book, because it would be rude not to. It's under siege. No finer time to be a macro star, I mean, a faithful Catholic. Get it today. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First, coming to you from the Refactored.com studios, just outside the insalubrious, fetid rank, malodorous, noisome. It's not noisy. Look it up. Ghastly swamp that is Washington, D.C. What can you do in the fight to save America? You don't have to be the head of an organization, fighting the crazies at the UN, or host of a national radio show, or running for the presidency. Every single one of you has a role to play. How about this? How about you stop funding Planned Parenthood? Who? Me? Yes, you. If you have a cell phone that's tied to one of the big cell phone providers, guess what? Every time you make a call and send a text, you're funding people who hate you and your values. Mm Mm-hmm. The big cell phone providers donate millions of dollars every single year to things like Planned Parenthood, to gun control organizations, to foundations who are trying to cancel and censor patriots. Why would you fund your enemy with your cell phone? That's insanity. There's only one Christian conservative cell phone company in the nation. It's the one I use. Switch today. They have the same nationwide coverage, a performance guarantee. Glenn and his team are superb. You keep your old number, keep your old phone, or get an upgrade. Join today. Activation is free. Special extra discounts for veterans and first responders. And this company loves America as much as you do and has donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to causes you believe in, including the sanctity of life, the First and the Second Amendment. Switch today. Just call 972-PATRIOT or go to patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A. That's 972-728-7468 or just go to patriotmobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A. Did you know that 84% of New Year's resolutions fail in the first six weeks? That's got me thinking about PhD weight loss and nutrition and why it was a success for me. Why I haven't gained one pound of my 42-pound weight loss back. Why, Jeff, my producer, decided to start the program. Most people blame their failure on a lack of time, motivation, and a loss of zeal. PhD makes it simple. It doesn't take a lot of extra time. They are masters of motivation. You have a team of coaches by your side the whole time, and you don't lose your zeal because every week you make great strides. So you stay excited. Do something different this year and call PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition. 864 1900 to get started, or online at myphdweightloss.com. Don't do this alone. The number, 864-644-1900, myphdweightloss.com. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about your book. It is Under Siege. No finer time to be a faithful Catholic. Now, uh, full disclosure, I heard an excerpt from this book at a Christmas party that my wife and your wife held for Catholics in our county. They'd created a new organization to kind of get Catholics involved politically, because guess what? You need to be. And you were invited to be the keynote speaker. And it was quite the speech, because you listed all of these damnable, awful things that are happening from the open border to crime ridden cities to war in Europe war in the middle east on and on and on and then your your response was that's great it means we've <laughs> got something to fight for so whether it's catholics or whether it's the r- larger family of those who follow our lord and savior why is it a good time to be a Person who believes in Jesus Christ, given what we see around us, Austin?
2: Well, uh, before I answer that, I, I, I want to point out a very proud moment that night is that I made your wife cry.
0: <laughs> you did. She was smiling, but she was crying. So, yes, thank they're, you for yeah, they're, they're tears of inspiration. They were. Um, you, you inspired. <laughs> that room was quiet. For 23 minutes, I recorded it on audio. Uh, You could hear a pin drop, and people by the end of it, who are kind of beleaguered because we live in North Virginia, it's full of people who love abortion, and by the end of it, we were just ready to storm the ramparts.
2: You know, and the the central message of uh, that talk and, and, and of the book um, is that uh, yes, we live through very, we're living through very dark times as dark as they have ever been and what did that rascal God do? He sent us <laughs> right and as I said that night and I said, we are so lame. you know what my, my joke uh, often is uh, he sent the likes of us so that he could get all the credit because it's like you know how can you guys win because you're totally lame like the apostles. Um, so the message is, yes, I, I, I don't sugarcoat the times that we're living through. You know, I talk about abortion and transgenderism and operating on children and and uh, and pornography, the, the scourge, the scourge of pornography. Um, but he sent us. And, and one of the one of the lines from from both the book and my talk is that there are halos hanging from the lowest branches of the trees. Uh, uh, explain
0: these- that. Explain that. I, I love that image
2: that all you need to do is reach up and grab one and what that means is that that we're in such a dark place almost anything you do to make the world a better place is going to make the world a better place uh, you know and and people ask me all the time when I'm out on the hustings you know what can I do I often say stay home and take over the school board but yeah. you know if you don't want to do that at least go down to the school board and shake somebody's hand who makes a good speech. You know, go down and shake the hand of, of a school board member who's good. Write a check to your favorite pro-life and pro-family group. Um, you, know, my, you know, my wife used to—they used to—they used to sell Plan B, the abortion uh, drug, um, in the shelves at the Giant uh, uh, here in Northern Virginia. And my wife used to take them down and hide them behind the shampoo. <laughs> uh, you know, So even stuff like that. Uh, you know, everybody, there's something for everybody to do. One of the images in that talk, Sebastian, as you'll recall, was uh, Animal Mother in, in the movie uh, uh, full, full Metal world Jacket. World. Uh, who leaps over the wall and charges the sniper's nest. And I said, and I said then, not, not all of us. Are able or called to charge the sniper's nest, like Sebastian and myself. But we're all called to charge the sniper's nest in our own way, right. and that includes writing checks, that includes shaking hands, that includes encouraging people who are in this fight. Um, so th- th- that's that's the uh, that's the essence of my optimism and why. I'm a happy warrior. It's because I've been given. I've been given this great job to do in these dark times, as you have been, as your wife has been, and
0: mine. Now you, you, now you truly know that the, that battle, the pro-life battle, better than most. And I, I want to have a kind of sanity check because one of the reasons I'm buoyed and feel positive, not least because of the crushing of Roe v. Wade, is that whenever I've been at the March for Life or whenever I see a pro-life event, it's just full to the brim with people who are in their 20s or younger. Am I, am I reading something right? I, I, I see us winning the youth over. Is that an accurate reflection of what you're seeing, Austin?
2: Well, I mean, like you, I go go to the March for Life, and I see that it's it's a it's a youth event. Yeah. Um, and I know that this is the case, all across this country, uh, with Students for Life, you know, and and their chapters in hundreds of of uh, uh, of college campuses. Um, you know, it's a, it's it's multi generational. There's old duffers like me, um, and even older, and and there are younger people as well. I mean, but we have to keep in mind that the woke Monster is on the prowl, and the sexual revolution has really done extreme harm uh, to everybody's been affected by the sexual revolution, and most especially young people who are growing up without a mom and a dad, uh, certainly without a dad in the home, without aunts and uncles, without cousins, and therefore a, a kind of unrootedness and and they are the perfect prey for. All sorts of movements, including Klaus Schwab, um, including the, the abortion lovers, including you know the transgender agenda. Um, so, uh, so even though the pro-life march is and the pro-life movement is a youth movement, there's a lot of youth that we haven't reached yet.
0: Do you agree with me that the the truly um, demonic trans movement? Is perhaps one of our greatest assets in terms of waking otherwise uh, somnambulant parents up to what's happening in America to their children.
2: You know, uh, the the um, a couple of things happened at the same time. You know, COVID, um, I think, was a great benefit to us because yeah. of the Zoom calls that parents were able to watch. Um, CRT was a great benefit to us. It stirred up. A, it created hundreds of Phyllis Schlafly's and and then also the, the whole trans ma- madness, I think, has awakened a lot of people. So, it, it, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic that all, well, I'm not cautiously optimistic. I know for a fact that these things have all worked in our favor. Um, one thing we have to guard against, and I've written about this, uh, guys like Andrew Sullivan are working very hard uh, to separate uh, the the G's from the T's. He said, oh, you know, transgenderism has nothing to do with, yeah. you know, the gay rights movement. And I say it's all the same thing. And, and so he's working very hard to separate the LGTs, LGBs from the T's and, and set them adrift. And I say we, we can't let them because it is all part of the same sexual revolution going all the way back to, you know, uh, the contraceptive pill.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's all uh, all one, one progressive movement that is yeah. about destroying the unity of man and woman and what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman. I'm Sebastian That's Walker. Right. This is America First One on One coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. Relief Factor, it works, it's real. It's liberating over a million Americans right now from their daily pain. I'm one of them. Yes, I had a low back pain issue that plagued me for. Nine years, almost a decade, then I took Relief Factor, and two weeks later I was pain-free, and I'm still pain-free, I love saying this, as of last month. Five years later, that should be your story. Find out today, order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less, take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you, like it works for me and over a million of your fellow Americans. Call today. You've waited long enough. 1 800, the number for relief, relieffactor.com. That's 1 800 473 5433, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com.
1: This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all new Pragertopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial-free and all on demand. Now with Prager Plus, search topics, guests, and segments all the way back to 2010. And now a truly exciting new benefit, my monthly online video get-together for PragerTopia Topia Plus members only. This is where, for an hour each month, Prager Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video. I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at PragerTopia.com. This is only available to Prager Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to PragerTopia.com or contact Click the banner at DennisPrager.com. All
0: right, so I'd like you, uh, Monsignor Roos, to uh, end our interview. We've got a couple of minutes left. With a little personal message, if you'd be so kind, because you called me, you know, the guy storming the sniper's nest with with you by my shoulder. What would you say to those? Because you're talking to millions of people from... Places as disparate as, you know, California to Chicago to Massachusetts and to Texas and to, you know, other freer parts of America who see what's happening and are just feel like giving up. I don't think you feel like giving up any day. So what's your message to those who need a little chivying up? Austin Roos?
2: You know, one of the things that I tell people all the time is is that they ought not to, well, first of all, we've been given this great gift of this fight. Um, you know, in the early church, there was a fight over, you know, the, the, the identity of Christ. Yeah. Who is he? What is yeah. he? Uh, in the Middle Ages, there was a fight over what is the church? And our fight that's been given, given to us is uh, uh, what is the human person, a proper anthropo- anthropology. Um, and so all of us is, have been given this to fight. And So it is a remarkable thing that it's been given to us. I would further say that people should not get all spun up about wins and losses. They should just enjoy the fight. When my guys walk into a U.N. negotiating room, we don't even have to do anything. Just by walking in, the air goes out of the place and you can see, oh, no, not those guys again. And it ruins their day. Even ruining their day is a victory. (laughs) Um, And so people should not get all spun up about wins and losses. If you get too spun up about wins and losses, you might get frustrated and walk away and just decide to play golf and hope that it all passes over your head, which it won't. Um, So, yeah, just be a happy warrior. Be grateful that you have been given this great fight uh, by God Almighty and uh, enjoy it. That's that, That's what I say to people all the time, because people do get beaten down. And they should also understand, as I said in this talk, No Finder Time, that we're living through one of the remar- most remarkable epics that the church has ever known. The world is obsessed with the church. Um, yes. There's so many yeah. reasons to celebrate um, uh, where we are right now. And, the other, and finally, I would just say, the victims of the sexual revolution really, really need us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'm going to quote these to my wife because she sometimes doesn't quite understand my attitude to pugilism politically. Um, revel in the fight. I, you know, this you've just nailed my life for me, Austin Roos. I just, I actually get excited about fighting the good fight. And then the other thing is, even ruining their day is a victory. Don't think about, you know, the ultimate victory, because it's already been won for us. It's out of our hands. It's happened. But just revel. The fact that you're breathing, you've got a pulse, and you have, you've been gifted the opportunity to fight for the truth, to fight for the unborn. Uh, I knew this would be a perfect interview. Follow this man, c-fam.org. Support his organization, the Center for Family and Human Rights, and educate yourself about how fun it is to be a warrior. Get the book under siege. I'm Sebastian Gorka. You've been listening to a very special America First one-on-one. Support the president. Check out all the amazing America First gear at sebgorkastore.com. We need him back in the White House more than ever. It's up to you. Tell the world who you are and until then keep your head on a swivel watch your six hold the line never give up never give in and stay frosty
3: our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others
1: may take. But as for me, give me liberty or give me death! The world will little note or long
0: remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here.
1: I have a dream and Ask not what your country can do for you.
2: This is America First with Sebastian Gorka.
3: This time around, the negotiation didn't have a path to citizenship. It was entirely on their terms in order to get Ukraine funding, right? Well, I mean, Chris, that's been a failed play for 20 years. So you are right that that has been the democratic strategy for 30 years, maybe. Uh, and it has failed to deliver for the people we care about most, the undocumented Americans that are in this country.
0: What did, what did Senator Chris Murphy just say? That their number one priority is what? The undocumented Americans? What, what is an undocumented American? An American who left his driver's license at home. Dear friends, welcome to America First. I'm Sebastian Gorka. Did you hear what that Democrat senator from Connecticut just said? Please remember this day, because this is the moment, like in The Wizard of Oz, where you see behind the curtain and you see what's really going on and what their intent truly is. So let's play that cut again. Senator Chris Murphy.
3: This time around, the negotiation didn't have a path to citizenship. It was entirely on their terms in order to get Ukraine funding, right? Well, I mean, Chris, that's been a failed play for 20 years. So you are right that that has been the democratic strategy for 30 years, maybe. Uh, And it has failed to deliver for the people we care about most, the undocumented Americans that are in this country.
0: Failed to deliver for the people we care about the most, the undocumented Americans, meaning illegal immigrants. You've been told, what, for 90 years the Democrat Party, especially after the great society, welfare state, trying to buy off tens of millions of Americans, that the people they care for are the average Americans, the working-class Americans, the downtrodden, the minorities. But here you know, here you have it, the people we care for the most, the people who are illegals. That's what undocumented Americans really means. The illegals. They don't give a damn about you. (laughs) If you're a Republican, of course, but if you're a Democrat voter... If you're a working class voter, if you make a living with your hands, if, if you're a legal immigrant who waited years, who paid your money, got in line, took the test, your oath of office, your oath of allegiance to the U.S. Constitution, no, you don't matter. You don't matter one whit. Let's keep listening. Cut six, play cut.
3: Uh, the short answer to your question is, Jake, is that I think for the time being, um, Republicans are never going to compromise on immigration. I think the only way that immigration ever gets solved as a problem is if Democrats are in charge of the House and the Senate. We change the rules and we get something passed with a majority vote.
0: Oh, Jeff, you said something uh, about that clip there, the, um, another buried lead, right? They win the election and then, and then what do the Democrats do? They said they'd change the rules so they can get it through by majority. So basically right now they're like three House seats away from... Uh, amnesty for everyone right that that's the solution that's the real fix that's what they mean when they say they inherited a broken system from us in the trump administration why because we secured the border we kicked out illegal aliens we sent them back to mexico or wherever they came from we use title 42 to make sure america is American. if you want to come here you come here legally And you don't get let in simply to be amnestied after the Democrats change the rules. And because they're such bigots and racists, they think, oh, you're brown. If we give you citizenship, you're going to vote Democrat, right? And it's so strange that the narrative is that they're they're the border hawks now. It's all lies. If anyone believes Mika Brzezinski, they're more of a moron than she is. Cut three. Play cut.
3: And by the way, When it comes to our foreign policy and our domestic policy, if if there's anything good going on in Congress that's good for us on on those two fronts, let's kill it for him. I mean, that's where we are in terms of the Republicans with their candidate. That's the candidate they have chosen and will stick with. My question to you is, is there anything Joe Biden can do at this point? For the parts of what's happening here where where this party is being self-destructive... for Trump to the point where it's hurting our foreign policy and our domestic policy.
0: Wow, Mika Brzezinski. She's now a hawk on the border, on presidential authorities, on foreign policy. What happened? Our friend Dan Bongino read the statute on his show today. Anybody can look it up. It's really one of the most uniquely powerful authorities ...that the executive, the chief executive has. It's just a paragraph long, and I'll paraphrase it for you to, you know, avoid all the legalese. But the incumbent president has full authority by proclamation, by simply stating it, how illegals are to be handled according to American process. It's up to him. He doesn't have to go back to the Congress... He doesn't even have to issue an executive order. He can simply state illegals will be kicked out. Illegals will be held in these facilities. Illegals will be vetted in so-and-so fashion. Simply by the proclamation of the current incumbent of the White House, you have full control over immigration. What well, you have to have it. Even in a republic of states, you can't have Texas deciding who can be a citizen and, and then Massachusetts does it another way. You can't have a, a department of state giving out visas in California in a different fashion to Nebraska. You can't do that. It's the executive. So what powers does he not have? Well, the one that he's missing is what? making American citizens out of 16 million illegals who've crossed our border in the last three years. Or you heard Stephen Miller. What was it, two weeks ago? The the greatest brain on immigration policy in America said what? He's done the math. It's 40 million. 40 million illegals in this country. How many many are terrorists, spies, subversive, cartel members? Nobody knows, especially after the last three years. But if you can amnesty, if you're the Democrat president and you amnesty 40 million people with the expectation that they're going to vote for you because of their skin color, because that's how much of a bigot you are. Then America ceases to be. Then we just have a fiefdom run by an elite that's created a new political plantation. All right, guys, enough monologue in. We've got so much news. It is coming out of our ears. Uh, the Supreme Court hearing today the immunity case uh, concerning President Trump and the next election and prosecutions against him. We have the uh, report from the special counsel basically exonerating Joe Biden for having documents he was not permitted to have, classified documents sitting in his garage. We have, uh, well, we have Mayorkas. We have Mayorkas yet again proving that he is the most mendacious, most morally bankrupt individual in this administration outside of the Oval Office. And so much more. We'll have Congressman Lee Zeldin. We'll have my good buddy from Barrett Barrett, Matt Boyle. Attorney to the President, Boris Epstein, on what's happening in the Supreme Court. And so much more. You, our dear listeners, the number 833-333-GORCA. That's 833 Don't forget, the third hour is the deep dive. Never miss one of our, one of our discussions with the true experts. The Real Newsmakers. Subscribe to the podcast, whichever platform you prefer. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorker, America First. Leave a five-star review, share the links with your friends, and then tell the world that you are on the Trump train. Check out all the America First gear at sebgorkerstore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A-store.com. And support the president directly at donaldjtrump.com. J Trump.com.